Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self Made Mastery Podcast. My name is Adrian Finch, and in today's episode, episode number 63, we are chatting, sitting down, having a talk with my dear friend, Freddie Gonzalez. He has experienced something that could not be more relevant, could not be more real, raw, authentic. What a success story. We're talking all about how he got laid off, got fired during this pandemic, and actually over Zoom, if you can really believe that. But we're going to actually talk about how he took this opportunity and decided and chose to find that silver lining, to find that positive side, that opportunity, rather than, you know, the panic and the stress, which of course he felt a little bit of that too. But what I'm so inspired by is the fact that he chose to make the most out of this situation. And it actually turns out it was a really good idea to do that. As you'll learn in this episode, and there are so many little nuggets of wisdom here, is that Freddie had talked for a long time about breaking off, doing his own thing, starting his own business, being an entrepreneur. And it just never seemed like the right time. He had a stable job, and I'll let him tell you all about this, but when something terrible and unexpected like being laid off happens and your whole life or your plans or what you think are your plans are completely thrown off, you kind of have two options. You can choose to live in fear you know, fear of the instability, fear of the unknown, or you can choose to live. You can take that chance that you weren't taking before. And now you're presented with this opportunity, with this time frame right here, right now to say, I'm going all in and I'm doing it. And that is what Freddie chose. But we're going to hear from him kind of what his mindset was during this process, what he was thinking when all of this happened. And the kind of lessons that he's had to learn and then how he has started and been maintaining this successful business. I really do just love everything that what Freddie has done kind of stands for in terms of mindset and growth and overcoming challenges because the reality is that he just built a business in the middle of a global pandemic and right after being fired from a really stable, secure job. And it may seem reckless and risky to a lot of people to do this, to start a business amidst a global pandemic because the future feels unknown and the trends feel impossible to predict. But it obviously proved to be quite the opposite for Freddie. He did take that leap. He did start that business. It's called 10X Recruiting. You guys can check it out. And it turns out that forming a startup in an economic downturn can really work to your advantage in many ways. And Freddie was willing and ready to take that risk, which inspires the crap out of me. I encourage you to listen to his journey and see how it is relevant and relatable to your own life question and notice whether there have been opportunities that you maybe could have taken but didn't and I want you to ask yourself what has stopped you what is preventing you from doing it is it the fear of the unknown is it the fear of other people's judgments is it the instability these are all very valid reasons for concern and I think these are all things that cross a lot of our minds you know it's not just all flowers and roses and perfect and positivity all the time like we as entrepreneurs, as visionaries, will feel these things sometimes. We're not perfect. And I think Freddie was feeling a lot of these things too. So I think you guys will really be inspired. I will stop talking now and we'll just get right on into the interview. Um, But I think you guys will be inspired because you'll find a lot of Freddie's story to potentially 
you know, apply to you in your own life right now and kind of what he ended up doing and how he, you know, shifted his mindset. I think you guys will really get a lot out of it. So without further ado, I really am going to stop talking now. We're going to roll the interview. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Self-Made Mastery Podcast, your ultimate guide to total transformation. I'm your host, Adrian Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create and live their dream life. And the best part is, you only need one thing to start, your mind. So join me here every Wednesday on this transformative journey to master your mindset and unlock your greatest potential. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made Mastery Podcast. It's Adrian here. And like I said, I have a wonderful, incredible, awesome guest and dear friend of mine, Freddie Gonzalez. What's up, dude? Yo, thank you for having me. I'm super stoked. Um, I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. Thank you for being here. I feel like we've low-key talked about doing a podcast kind of randomly over the year. And now we're finally here doing it. It's crazy. It's been a year that you've been doing this podcast. Now. I know it. it yeah, it feels nuts. I can't believe it's not like I even feel anymore. Like time flies by. I feel like before quarantine, I was like, time flies the heck by. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, I don't even feel so much like that anymore. But when you really look back and you're like, wow, I've been creating some content consistently for a year, over a year yep. now. Yep. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty um, nuts. But in a way, I'm glad we, yeah totally and that's hard to keep up with but (laughs) i did it um i'm glad we waited though i'm glad we're here now because i think obviously it's such a unique time what everyone's going through and in particular you have a very cool and interesting story i think and kind of journey through this these past couple months um obviously i know you personally but i would love to give the listeners a little bit of a background as to just who are you and what did you you know what was your life kind of like with work and business before quarantine and then we'll get into of course like what has happened since the pandemic of 2020 so yeah give us a little bit of a background on your on your life um, yeah the age old tell me about yourself question mm-hmm, right it's always hard to answer it's like where do i start I know. um <laughs> It was a rainy day on August 27th, 1989. Um, no, I mean, yeah, we've known each other for a while. Yeah. And we've pursued a few things together, right? Like businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've done the, the, the one product that I put together. We did the, the wingman thing and now we're yep. talking about this. So you and I have like quite the history together. Yeah. So um, tell people though, because you, from my mind, you have always had like a stable, steady kind of salary job, always done really well for yourself. But I know you've always had this entrepreneurial itch. I, I can see, I've seen it since day one. We have, yeah. like you said, worked on these couple projects. Tell, tell people what that's all about. Yeah, what were I mean, those projects? I will, I will tell you very briefly about them because yeah. a few, but yeah, you're right. It's like, I've always kind of had this aspiration to, to try and do my own thing. Yeah. Um, but had to start working, you know, very early in my career. So um, like right when I graduated college, I took a job at like a recruiting agency. But even then I like wasn't ever fully satisfied. I was, I was always thinking like, man, I want to, I want to do something on my own. Yeah. I would always look at the, the people who own the companies that I worked for and said like, how do I get there? How can I end up like them? And so I had a few uh, kind of trivial pursuits, like, uh, you know, the study buddy was one where mm-hmm. we partnered on that video mm-hmm. together. So fun, uh, you guys, seriously, we, 
we shot this promo for their Kickstarter yeah. for this product called a Suddy Buddy. And it was basically a loofah holder, like yeah. a, a wand. I can't even explain it, but such a <laughs> clever product. And it was that one of your first, like, was that kind of your first entrepreneurial thing where you guys were like, we're making this? I would say it was the first serious entrepreneurial yeah. like pursuit. Um, yeah, it was a reusable loofah stick, which didn't exist. Right. Um, so that was the first one. Mm-hmm. And then, and you were a part of this too. I feel like you've just been sort of like, you know, riding shotgun with me. I love it. Well, it's because you know I'm into that kind of thing and, sure and entrepreneurs, helping entrepreneurs. That's right. You know, you'll be there when I need you. <laughs> yep. Um, so we did the Wingman, which is an online uh, course designed for men who are looking to get into like serious long-term relationships. So mm-hmm. um, started by my friend, Thomas Edwards, the professional Wingman. So he's like, the real life hitch. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to figure out a way to continue to scale his business um, and then create kind of like a passive income source. So we right. ended up making all of, like taking all of his teachings, all the things that he would kind of talk to, you know, he would teach other guys about and put it into an online course. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being this, this uh, like 10 hour plus eight to nine week course um, of just teaching guys how to find and maintain long-term lasting relationships. So that's still going on, by the way, it's still a passive source of income, which is really cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. That's awesome. And so what, during all this, what has been kind of your actual though, like nine to five day day in, day out paycheck? Um, cause it wasn't that, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, yeah. So what about mm, four months ago, I was, living the dream per se. I was like working, uh, working near the beach for a really, really popular, uh, tech startup and living out here. And it was, I was a, uh, recruiting manager. So I, I managed all of the, um, like the engineering recruitment for the company. And I was, I was recruiter number two, or at least technical recruiter number two. Um, and I loved it. I loved the company. I was like, I was growing with the company. I had, kind of this like long-term uh, vested interest, literally in equity and also just wanting to see the company yeah. kind of thrive. And I thought that was my, I thought that was my exit. I was like, I'm going to get my equity at this company. It's going to be that big exit I've always like wanted. And then I'm going to retire early. And, wow. And then. <laughs> and then, okay, wait. <laughs> so before we get into that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. First of all, so you've always kind of had um, you've had, you know, a a more corporate, but also startup tech, like young and hip kind of job experience. Um, and like I said, you, you always kind of, I knew you had sort of the entrepreneurial itch and you did work on these side projects as side projects, right. Kind of just a side hustle, like hoping, you know, you always kind of wondered how you could get there and do your own thing. And, but then you found this awesome situation and you're like, Hey, maybe that's, Maybe that's what it is. Okay, so yeah. this all leads to something, doesn't it? So it what does. happened next? Yeah, like you said, these were all side hobbies. The things that I had done before were all side hobbies because there was like some fear around leaving a pretty good salary, stable job. Um, and yeah, so these were all side hobbies. Um, but then, yeah, back to your original question of, and then, um, and then. what happened? Uh, and then, you know, COVID uh, sort of took a hold of all of us, right? Like it hit. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, the business that I was working for was impacted pretty severely. 
and we were part of one or I was part of the infamous and there was a few so I'm not going to give away too many details but um, those those massive zoom layoffs um, and so I was part of I was I was part of that I was affected by that without getting too I know you know we don't need to uh, open Put up these wounds yeah. without putting anyone on blast <laughs> and without making you relive it can you for a second relive it though and and I want to know like I just First of all, the age of just like technology and Zoom and the fact that during quarantine, kind of this is the way that we've relied on communication and, and working remotely with your team and all this. To then imagine jumping on a Zoom with how many people were there? Hundreds. Hundreds yeah. of people. Hundreds. What even, so first of all, did you, I'm just very curious and then yeah. we'll move on from this. Yeah. Did you anticipate this? Did you have any idea what this Zoom was for, what this meeting was called for? What was like going through your head? I did, I did not. So our company had shifted to working from home uh -huh. originally. So that was just kind of, you know, that was already a thing. And then there was a meeting that popped up on our calendar and I logged in like I would any other meeting. And then we were given the, the news that things were ending. Um, and it was very abrupt. It was, it was probably no more than a few minutes long. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty nuts. And so it was, I mean, the, the thoughts that were going through my head were just like, wait, really? Seriously? Well, hold on. And then, I, you know, you go into a panic of like trying to message your friends. Yeah. Trying to see like who was affected because you couldn't see who was on the Zoom. Was okay. Like, I was going to wonder that. Like, was everyone just there being like, oh my God. Or no, you couldn't. You couldn't well, I guess they did us the, the courtesy of like not showing our faces. Right. Because I could only imagine what the reactions would be on the that's other side. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Could you imagine if you could see hundreds of people's faces oh. when terrible news like that gets from <laughs> It'd be I bad. almost wish. I honestly almost wish like it was like that just for the sake of history. Like, oh man. Yeah, that would be... That would have been would really be savage though. Terrible. It would be incredibly savage. So yeah. Um, so yeah, it was like at that point you go into a panic. You're kind of just mm -hmm. like, oh, wait, what? How, what does this mean for, you know, you just have like a million questions. So you start trying to message, you know, Slack your friends and say, were you on this call right now? And then quite literally two minutes later, our laptops all got shut down. <gasps> Oh my so gosh. The laptops that they gave us turned into bricks, basically. Like they were just paperweights at that point. So you, can, you had no warning. Like, did you, you can, have any? Oh my God. Sorry. Inkling? Any inkling? Maybe. No, no. Like, I was going to say, did you have any like files on there that you wish you kept or needed? Or Well, that's when, like, when you have that last, you know, few minutes, uh, I probably should have done that, but you're, you're just sort of swirling at that point. Totally. You're just like, well, what happened? And then yeah. they shut the laptops down. I think for that reason, and and truthfully, as a business, um, it's not a bad move, right? Yeah. Because who knows how people will react? Some right. people will react with, um, you know, they'll be sad. Some people will be angry. Some people will try and quickly retaliate potentially. So it's right. important for them to shut everything down so you don't have right. access. Um, right. So when that happened, wow. it was just, you. you feel a little bit sort of, abandoned i guess you could right. say right oh totally because i think what's just so interesting and unique about this circumstance is you know a lot of people have unfortunately had to be laid off during quarantine or during covid and or a lot of companies have even shut down and it's super unfortunate all around 
And what I think is so different about this is just the concept of there being hundreds of people on this meeting, yeah. on this call, and, and, and basically laying off an entire organization within the company or more. I mean, that's historic and terrible. And I'm so sorry yeah. that that happened. However, you know, we're, <laughs> as we're going to discuss, like, it, yeah. it, it seems a silver so lining good. Yeah, of course. There's a, yeah. always a silver lining. And I love that you got to experience that. I mean, I don't. I don't wish that upon anyone. But it's kind of like those are the things that really lead us to the path we're supposed to go down. And yeah. I want to talk obviously all about that. But before we get into that, like of what happened next, I want to back up for a second. Actually, no, I don't. I want to get back into this moment. Mm -hmm. And right when you, so you guys all got laid off and then yep. you're kind of questioning it and you, your computer literally shuts down. Mm -hmm. What did your next like few days look like in terms of your mental state, your mindset of like, what are you going to do next? Or, you know, like what was going on in your head and kind of when did you hit a point where you're like, okay, now I need to kind of take action and what's the next thing? Yeah. It's, it's funny because the first the earliest thought that I can remember having uh, beyond like, oh my God, was, yeah. uh, well, I need a laptop, like I need a computer now because for the last, you know, what, seven, eight, nine years, I've always been provided like a company laptop. Mm -hmm. And while I was doing like little side gigs and stuff, I didn't really have a need for a computer beyond the, you know, work. So like right. after my, my OG laptop, just completely died on me. I never bought a new one because I always had one. So at that point, I'm like, I need a laptop. And this is when everything was shut down. So like, mm -hmm. we're even talking like Best Buy wasn't open at the moment. So I, I couldn't even go and purchase one. So I was right. just kind of in like a panic of how am I even going to be like, ta I know we have like many computers in our pockets, you know, right? Um, but not, you know, I wanted like a laptop. So I remember that right. being the first thought that popped in my head. That's actually funny because I, I can totally relate. And it's also kind of weird to just to think back on that and be like, what, like what our brains do in those types of moments. Yeah, and that's yeah. like that, then that was the first thing you thought of. I feel like that would probably be similar for me too. Like, hold on, I need my device. Like, how am I going to do anything? Yeah. Um, so, so wow. the next, yeah, the next few days were interesting because I was just kind of thinking like, what am I going to do? Um, now we were fortunate that we got severance. So I didn't, you know, we weren't cut off immediately. Right. Um, and I'm just like, okay, well, what do I do? I guess I start job searching. And it, I use this analogy to, to explain it to some people that like, when I was job seeking, it kind of felt like uh, when you're in a relationship and you get broken up with and you try and start dating other people, but you're not fully over mm -hmm. the person who broke up. Yes, <laughs> who that's broke perfect. Up with you. And so when you're dating, uh, when you're trying to go on these dates, you're like, oh, this is nice. This is fun. But you're not that into it. Right. That's exactly how it felt when I was like trying to job search. I was like trying to find companies that I think I might be into. But originally, I, like I was fully committed to the company mm -hmm. that I was working for. And I, like I told you before, this was supposed to be my, my golden ticket. This was like going to be my exit. Right. Uh, and so, and, and I love the company that I worked for. Yeah. Uh, and so having to go and, and like unwillingly job search was kind of, it was, it just sucked. To oh my gosh. I can totally imagine what a bump in the road yeah. <laughs> of your plan. Right. Man. Okay. That makes total sense. And I love that analogy actually about dating. It's kind of like, you know, and all of this can kind of lead to like, I, I love to 
believe that like my gut instinct is always correct and that if I feel off about something, there's a reason why. And I don't always know the reason and it frustrates me, but I'm almost thinking kind of in that moment for you too, like looking at the other jobs, not only were you not over your, your current relationship, (laughs) your current job, (laughs) but I almost feel like it was kind of also, and we'll talk about this because I want you to tell me what happened, what, Mm -hmm. you know, what you ended up doing, but it's like almost this sign that maybe it wasn't, maybe you weren't supposed to be job searching at that moment or ever, or who knows, right? So, okay. Once, okay. As you were kind of thinking, man, I'm not like into these jobs. When did it hit you that, Hey, maybe now is a time when I should take that risk, make that jump and start that, that other business. And can you tell us what that business is and what you started doing? Yes. So I wish I remembered like the exact pivotal moment when I was like, you know, light bulb moment, but Mm -hmm. I think it was just, it was more of like an evolved sort of thinking. It was just like a series of thoughts that continued to evolve, I think Mm -hmm. over time, as opposed to like, I was showering and then bing. Yeah, totally. Um, That doesn't always happen. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that it always happens that way for some people it might, but Mm -hmm. for me, it was kind of thinking like, what am I going to do next? Yeah. Um, And I just started observing kind of like the, just the general environment around me and realizing that, and and I mentioned this earlier that, so I wasn't the only one affected or my company wasn't the only company that was doing these massive layoffs. Mm -hmm. And the, usually the first folks to get laid off are recruiting because if companies aren't going to be hiring, they don't need recruiters. They don't need people to bring on, you know, bring more people to the company. So I was finding that recruiting as a a function or as a discipline or whatever you want to call it as an industry, I guess, was being entirely just like, you know, the the work was getting cut. Right. And so when I observed that, I was like, yeah, but this is not smart because you're either going to have to hire again or people are going to continue to leave the company voluntarily and you're going to have to backfill those people. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I was kind of like, what are all these companies going to do when they have to recruit again? Uh, but they don't have recruiters. And because of, you know, just coronavirus we had, or COVID, um, we had really, you know, these are unprecedented times. So I don't know that anyone had any grasp of how long it was going to last, mm-hmm. how long companies were going to be in hiatus for, or on a yeah. freeze. And so um, I was like, okay, I think there's an opportunity here. And you and I talked about this the other day, but like when something this sort of drastic happens that shifts our entire way of just like operating as humans there's always while very tragic obviously there's still going to be some opportunities Mm -hmm. in that and so that's when i decided that it was a good time to start my recruiting company wow yeah i mean yes absolutely that i love that you say kind of you're talking about like our whole entire I mean, our whole entire way of life has shifted and it's, it's one of those things where everyone has been affected and everyone, everyone's lives and every co- company's kind of, you know, business structure and model has in some way or another changed. Yeah. Yeah. And you were absolutely right that you kind of had this like golden moment of taking the opportunity to use your expertise that you were bringing to a company and saying, well, Hey, hold on now everyone is taking action and not yet thinking about what's going to happen 
when it's over there, which is kind of what people had to do. They couldn't really think that far ahead. That's kind of in another whole light, the beauty of COVID as well is kind of like having to be in that moment and not overanalyzing the future. However, for you, this was a great opportunity because you knew that there is going to be a moment when that's going to be needed again. And, and you are like, how can I step in and help with that? Um, I think that's incredible. I mean, it's not every day the opportunities like that kind of happen. Mm -hmm. And I think you were completely smart to sort of take that and run with it. So what, what did you do when you decided, okay, I'm going to build this recruiting business. I kind of know the model because, and this should work if, you know, companies are going to still be needing this. Like, what was your first step when you were like, okay, I'm going to start a business. What the heck do I do? Yeah. So when I first decided to start 10X and, and the company's called 10X Recruiting, um, we, I, I wanted to, um, so I had always kind of had this idea in the back of my mind and I actually had talked to my former coworkers about it at my, when I was at the company, mm-hmm. I was like, one day I'm going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's interesting now to see it because that one day happened so much sooner than I thought it would. Right. Um, but, but when I originally had thought of it, I was like, I want to do something a little bit more unique than what is traditionally out there in terms of recruiting companies, which is like kind of your standard, um, we call it contingent or retained searches, meaning, you know, the company pays us a success fee um, if we place a person Got it. or some other companies had like, you know, you could uh, embed uh, as an external recruiter into the company, et cetera. But what I hadn't seen a lot of were companies that focused on um, the, like both sides of the process. So um, our company, 10X, focuses on uh, recruiting, but also recruiting operations, which is really the process that all these candidates go through from, from the interview process to compensation philosophies for companies to their external employer brand, Meaning, do you have an appealing brand for uh, candidates when they consider opportunities at your company? Mm-hmm. And wow. so, and so, I was like, I, I want something more holistic, um, and I haven't really like seen any companies do that, or at least ones that I wasn't super familiar with. So mm-hmm. I figured, I want to start something that's a little bit more of a holistic view at talent acquisition as opposed right. to just putting people in roles. Right. Okay. So because I don't, you know, I'm not entirely familiar with like the recruiting world is what you're saying that kind of a recruiting department at a certain company would be Mm -hmm. focused on obviously recruiting talent into filling their roles at that company. So are you saying that kind of what you're also adding to that mix is that you're kind of representing both sides. Like you're also making sure on the company side that that experience is appealing to that talent. So you're like really perfectly matching that talent to those roles, but you're also, you're kind of representing both in a way. Is that? Yeah. So yeah, you got it. So essentially what we do is we consult on fixing all of their processes for which Mm -hmm. you would bring a candidate through. Got it. Okay. So some companies don't have interview uh, guide, like they don't know how to interview appropriately or how to interview talent Um, or they, they see that there's room for improvement. So we would consult on that. We could consult on their whole systems that it's right. you know, they're called. Appli- I don't want to get too deep into yeah, it. No, I, they're called like applicant tracking systems. Sometimes they're using the wrong one, so we mm-hmm. would consult on which one they should be using and how to sort of you know rig it to their needs. Um, so we would focus on both. I always say people and process. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the the route that um, I wanted to go with it. 
And I so love that, it. That, that was kind of the foundation for, for 10X. I love it. That's insane and incredible. <laughs> and what an opportunity to take. It sounds like you really have an expertise that you're like, this is the time to do this. Were you at all like scared? You know, was there fear involved? Was there, what kind of, what did you, I know we talked about this a little bit on our pre-call, but like, what did you basically decide for yourself when you were like, all right, yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. What was your mindset in that moment? And kind of like, were you freaking out? Cause I feel like a lot of people would be freaking out. <laughs> I was hundred percent freaking out. And, um, to add to that, there were people who were saying, Fred, it's a bad time, man. It's a really, really bad time to start a recruiting company. People who I, and not that I have any less respect for them, but people who I regarded very highly mm-hmm. were giving me this advice and, and right, rightfully so, right? Because people are just so, it was, I mean, it still is a very uncertain time. And so it's like, is this really the best time to go and like risk it all and and roll the dice? And so I was having people tell me, bad time, go to one of the like really secure, uh, you know, one of the really, really secure companies where you'll be just fine. You know, it's kind of like when people move their investments from risk investments to gold, you know, everyone was telling me like, go and basically telling me, go invest in gold, you know, like go work for the Facebooks and Googles and Amazon of the world that aren't going anywhere. So that way, you know, you'll be, you'll be okay. And so when I would hear that advice, I was like, maybe I should. But immediately I was like, that does not sound appealing to me at all. I do not want to do that. And obviously mad respect for those companies. They're, they're like cornerstones, but um, I just didn't want to work there. And so I was like, all right. But then I had people on the other side telling me that it could be an opportunity. And I remember, um, someone who I had talked to, um, who had given me some advice kind of throughout this process was telling me, you know, a lot of people made out during the, the mega like financial crisis, you know, mm-hmm. um, when like the, the, the bubble burst, a lot of people, it was unfortunate for some and really, really lucrative for others, you know, because mm-hmm. they found opportunities and they were saying, this could be one of those opportunity, like opportune times. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, let me roll the dice and I'm going to give myself one month. I said, I'm going to give myself one month and I'm going to, I'm going to hit the, the business development, AKA sales of this company that hasn't, I haven't even stood up yet. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take one month and I'm going to treat it like it's my day job. I'm mm-hmm. going to wake up like at a, at a normal time, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sleep at yeah. 730. I'm going to wake up at a normal time. And I'm going to sit down in front of my computer, which I ended up getting a computer, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> actually, it was, it, was a, it was a gift from someone at my previous company who I had placed there, heard about everything. We were talking and he's wow. like, I got, I got one for you, buddy. Like, so. Hey, I all the it. pieces there's coming together kind yeah, of. Yeah. Yeah. He gave wow. me a, 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 a free laptop basically. Wow. So that was awesome. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so I was like, I'm going to spend this, this next month, tr- take it very seriously. And if I can't get one client in that time, then I will go and, you know, interview at the, those other companies. And so that was the goal that I set for myself. I'm obsessed with this whole situation because first of all, I think that's so smart that you kind of did that where you set this goal for yourself. And I'm sure that really kicked you into high gear. Like, okay, all I have to do is get one client and you focus. I'm sure you were laser focused on that goal and you got that goal. Right. And, and I'll let you 
say it, but you know, <laughs> as we kind of were talking about, and you guys listening probably know, cause I talk about this kind of thing all the time. If you can even help or serve one person, yeah. it means that there is a need or an audience for it, or, you know, a customer or whatever it is. There is a demand for what you're offering. If one person pays for your service or buys your product, it means that it can work. And I just love that you set that goal for yourself. You gave a timestamp and you said, I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to, you know, work normal hours. I think that was the best way to start a business, to go full in, dive 100% in. Because when you take that risk, you can't be wishy-washy about it. You got to decide wholeheartedly, I'm taking this risk. I'm going for this opportunity. Because if you do everything you can and then it doesn't work out, then you know that you did everything you can, right? Right. Right. Then, then you'd be like, well, what if, and to back it up to kind of all the external comments you were getting, Mm -hmm. what besides thinking that, you know, you didn't, it didn't appeal to you to work at these companies. What did, what do you feel personally about when people are trying to, you know, preach to like, keep it secure and keep it stable and not take risks. Like (laughs) I'm curious what your thoughts are when people think that way and feel that way, because I have very particular thoughts about that, but I'm always curious. Am I just not normal? Like, why am I, I feel so strongly about it. Yeah. Does it make you feel any type of way or I, so here's the thing. And I'll be honest with you and everyone else is I, I am a product of circumstance, right? Like, like product of the environment. So mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that I had aspirations to start my own recruiting company. I talked about it with my other coworkers, but I never did anything about it. Right. When I was there at right. the company, because it is very difficult to give up the security of a pretty good job, right? Like mm-hmm. a, a job that I had and um, a company that I really enjoyed working for and working with. Right. And so it's, it is hard sometimes to take that leap because it is so unknown. Right. Right. And so what you end up finding are people who sometimes try to do it in tandem. So, you know, while they're working for their company, they're doing or for the company that they are employed through, right. They'll start doing their, their thing on the side, kind of Mm -hmm. like those side hustles that I was doing with Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. If it popped off and it started doing really well, then you might start to like transition away from your employer and start doing the other thing. So, um, I don't know if I would have started this as soon. I mean, I know for a fact I would have probably continued to stay. Yeah. Um, but it was always this thing that was in the back of my mind of like, you, you should probably do it. You should probably do it sooner than later. And so I think for me, it was like having that seed already just always there. Yeah. And then seeing that there was this like window, there was this opportunity where the world's changing, <clears throat> the way people recruit is changing. And maybe now is the time to sort of insert my idea into this yeah. and see if it can flourish, you know? I love that. Uh, yeah. And, and I totally understand. I mean, when you're in that secure, stable position, I totally get being risk averse and being like, well, why would I throw this all away to chance, you know, to take the chance that my thing does work and when it could not work. And that is, I totally get it. That is very difficult. And, you know, I personally haven't, been in that particular situation. I mean, I guess when I started, no, I I was doing the simultaneous thing when I first started. So I get it that that's super tough. And I'm just, I'm surprised that when, 
you know, this all happened. The layoffs happened. We're in a weird time in the world. I'm surprised that people were giving you the feedback to not do it, I think. Because to me, it seems like such a natural opportunity. And like you're saying too, like, I don't feel like there's anything more to lose in this time. Right. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, why, why wouldn't you do something now out of all times? You don't have the stable, secure job anymore. Like everything is, you know, everything's up in the air. If you think about it kind of in life with the whole economy, with every type of job and everything. So in, I'm so shocked to hear people say that, but then I always have to remember that, Some people really do just have that fixed mindset of being like risk averse in any situation. That's the same with you were talking about with the stocks. Like the people who go for the risky ones are the ones who cash out because it's about taking that chance. So I'm not trying to hate on any of those people who are saying that. In fact, I'm learning more and more to remember that the way that I am and the way that I think is not the way that everyone else thinks. I'm just so proud of you for taking that leap because especially when you're hearing all that feedback from people, like don't do it now. It's not the time. And it's scary. It's people you look up to. It's people who are mentors. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. And I just want to applaud you for still taking that risk. And like you said, it's, it's in all respect for them. You're not saying screw you, right? but you were like, no, something's telling me that this is a good opportunity. And, and what has happened now with, so you gave yourself the month, what happened in that month? Yeah. So, and, and sorry, just to comment on kind of yeah. the thing you were mentioning before is like people all have different kind of uh, sort of like external factors to consider too. Totally. You know, like I'm a single, like, you know, unmarried, don't have any kids yeah. guy. And yeah. so my, the, the things that I'm responsible for are pro- are less than some other folks. Right. So right. I totally understand the security thing. Sometimes right when people take a gamble, they have more to lose, right? Than like That's true. Than I might. That is so, definitely true. So I understand that too, but yeah. it just depends on what you're looking for and what you want. If you aspire to work for yourself or aspire to do more than what your current role at whatever company you're at can allow you to do, or mm-hmm. any company can allow you to do, um, then you might have to start looking outside, you know, and yeah. figuring out like, how can I create the, the like, the world that I like, how can I create the role or the job or whatever that I want to do? And for me, it was like, I need to be a business owner. I need to like, I need to do my own thing. Yeah. So No. And that is a really good point. I think it's, it's just even more reason why you made the right decision to do this now, because you're saying, Hey, you know, if people in way more difficult circumstances with way more to lose are still doing their own thing like this and taking these risks, then why can't I? Right is I think that's a great mindset and I'm so glad you did. And I'm really just loving this story because I feel like typically when I have guests and we're talking about like certain things that have happened to them, it's never like so much this chronological story, but I'm like on the edge of my seat just wanting to hear how everything's gone from front to to now yeah. because well, it's happening right now. It's that's happening right now. Sometimes yeah. you might you have people on who are it's like they're they're recalling things yes. from, from a while ago. This yes. is like, you're getting it raw, real is, right now. Oh, I love it. I know that's why I'm like, and then what? And then what? Yeah. Um, no, and like every part of this story, I just feel like it really hits on different kind of points also in terms of like where your headspace is at and kind of mm-hmm. mindset shifts that you've probably had to go through and, and other people around you and your old coworker, like everyone's been experiencing this. Yeah. So I'm like, holy crap, what a time. So yeah. Okay. So what happens? You gave yourself, has that full month already finished or 
Yeah. Has it not been the month? Okay. Yeah. What that happened? full month, that full month is, was a few months ago. Okay. And, uh, it went well. So I picked up that first client, uh, that first client turned yes. into a few clients. <laughs> um, and so uh, going back to when I told you the original idea of doing like the recruiting and recruiting operations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a partner in my business too, who is like an absolute, just like, just like complete boss of a woman. And she does all of the, she handles like all of the recruiting operations side of things. Mm-hmm. And I handle the recruiting side. So her and I are just like a perfect yin and yang. Like mm-hmm. I like doing the sales. She hates doing sales. I'm not super organized. She's incredible. Oh, that's the best. So we're just like this perfect balance and it's yeah. like a perfect sort of business partnership. So she's part of 10X as well. Um, and we just, we started hammering away at these clients. So um, we started making placements for a couple companies that weren't even LA based, which was really cool. Wow. And we started to, um, I started making a lot of connections with the like venture capital sort of world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because I saw an opportunity where, um, you know, venture capital companies have purview into a whole portfolio of companies, right? right. So, like, so if I could get in with the person responsible for talent, or let's say, HR, human resources, mm-hmm. at the venture capital, they will know about all the 15 companies that they're consulting for, or that, you know, they're obviously invested in. So I started making connections there and that ended up being a really, really good route to go because instead of having 15 points of contacts at all of those portfolio companies, I just needed one wow. that oversaw all 15. Smart. And so it was just efficient for me. It was like, you know, check in, is there opportunities? Yes. Cool. Boom. And then yeah. they would make the introduction. So, you know, we still had to work for it. It wasn't like they just you know, brought right. us on because the venture capital company said so, but um, we still had to work for it, but right. it was just like a much easier introduction now that we had kind of that, you know, the, the, the referral, I guess. Right. Wow. That's yeah. so exciting. And it's so funny. Every time I hear stories of like someone starting a business and, and gaining success quickly, which I'm so happy and, and just obviously like that's the ideal goal in this situation is to yeah. have it work so that, yeah. you know, you have a job again and and it's doing your own thing, which you've always wanted, which is awesome. I always am so curious and we won't talk about it now on this podcast because it's not the point, but personally, I'm like nerding out over here, like wanting to know like, Ooh, what are all the, what's all the back end look like? And it is stuff automated or are you guys like, are you at your bandwidth capacity and are you hiring? And are you like, well, I mean, we could talk about that a little bit. If you we want. Sh- I mean, we should <laughs> definitely, but I want to focus for a second. And if we have time, then heck yeah. But I feel like I care more about that stuff than the average human, sure. um, all the nerdy backend stuff. I had to stop myself in my last interview because I was like, well, how'd you find this? And what website yeah. do you use for this? And yeah. I'm like, okay, what are your systems not the, and point here. Yeah. the point here is to empower people to be able to take the same kind of leap of faith that you did and say, Hey, I've wanted this now is a time and I'm just going to do it. And I don't care what people think and say, and it's happening and, mm-hmm. and it's working. Right. So, and that's what we're focusing on is how cool that was and kind of the challenges, if there were any that you kind of went through on that journey. Um, I want to know though, this was a random question that popped into my head. Why did you name the business 10 X consult or 10X recruiting. 10X recruiting, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so we went through so many name iterations. It was like mm-hmm. this, it was this exercise of partially just trying to go with like 
what am I inspired by? Right. Uh, and then also we did like this grid thing of like, what are your key value propositions and list them out. And then, yeah. And then what is your, what are your offerings? And then figure out a name. And we did that whole exercise. And then mm -hmm. I just landed on uh, 10X because it's a common term that like engineers use, right? Or mm -hmm. like when you're in the startup world, they're always like, we're going to 10X revenue. We're going to 10X our engineering capacity. We're going to, mm -hmm. it's always 10X something, or we need 10X engineers. And so I wanted something that was almost immediately recognizable mm -hmm. um, and familiar because when things feel familiar, people will cling to them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. totally. So if the name sounds familiar or it feels like something they've heard of before, it gives you just like a little tiny, tiny bit more trust in that yes. thing. Yeah. Because it's familiar, right? Just like, totally. I mean, that's what brands, that's what branding is, right? Like most mm -hmm. companies, you know, that sell water bottles, it's all the same. They're all manufactured in the same place, but you're going to like, you're going to buy a swell because you've just heard swell before. Right. Um, or I, I say water bottle because I'm just staring at one right here. <laughs> uh, but like, so I just wanted to go with a name that sounded somewhat familiar to folks. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's just what we No, with. I love that. Cause when you told me for the first time, that's exactly what went through my head. I was like, Oh, I know exactly what that means and what that yeah. is. And it sounds badass and cool and like <laughs> successful already. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, we were thinking like talent sprout, you know, because it's like growing a company right. and like all these other sort of like plant references. Um, and I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was like, yeah, oh, it, just, it doesn't feel right. And then. No, I love, I, I mean, branding is so hard, honestly. Like when hard. I rebranded my podcast and even still, I'm like, oh, am I fully happy with it? I don't know. Like it takes a lot, a lot of deep work. People think it's just on the surface, like the colors and the aesthetic and the name, but like you have to do so much work to reach that name, I think, um, yeah. you know, into what your mission is and what you're actually serving and what your products are and what you stand for, like you said. So it's cool that you put in that work and, and you really came up with an awesome name. I really like the name. I think yeah. it's great. I mean, I think, I think the thing with naming too is like, try not to get too stuck on a name either mm -hmm. because uh, every name is like a, not a great name until it becomes a household name. Right. You know? Like, Uber, we didn't know what Uber was. Right. It's, that's not necessarily a good ride sharing. Google name. is the weirdest yeah. word ever. But they become verbs right. because they're, you know, like we're going to go Uber. Like mm -hmm. it, it becomes a thing because of just its like prominence, you know? Right. And so I try to tell people not to get too hung up on names. And I'm guilty of that too. It's like, I got to find the right name. It's going to become the right name yeah. once you make the company you know, just uh, visible enough. I love know. that. I'm writing down that quote. <laughs> That's good. I love it. I love it all. Yeah. I'm so happy for your success so far. And I mean, I'm so excited to see where this is going to go in the future too. Now that you've kind of established, okay, this is working and there's mm. definitely something here. I mean, what are your kind of plans for the future? What's next? What's happening now? Are you stoked? Are you like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, it's weird. I, I was just thinking about this. And for some reason, when I talk about it, I still, uh, I say this to people all the time. I'm like, I'll just keep doing it until it fails. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to think about why I say that. And I mm -hmm. think it's because there's still a part of me that is nervous, you know, like nervous mm -hmm. about what's going to happen, you know, and um, I think it's almost like my own way of sort of uh, it's like my own security blanket. It's like, right. well, I did say I was just going to do it till it failed. So if it fails, it's like I already sort of pre, 
right. uh, I, I kind of forecasted it, you know, but then I'm starting to think like, I need to change that thinking. Um, and, and I don't operate as if I think it's going to fail. Mm-hmm. It's just this weird thing that comes out when I talk to people about it. It's and kind so, of a, yeah, it's an, it's a security blanket. It's like, defense, it's like when you set yourself up for the, you, you expect the worst so that if it can only be better from there, right. It's, yeah. it's like that. But of course there's this sort of toxicity about thinking that way. Yeah. That can, so, yeah. So that's the thing that I'm working on is like, just, I'm going to remove that just phrase from my yeah. normal, just kind of dialogue with people when I talk about the company. Um, so what's next? Next is continue to build the empire, you know, like keep yeah. the client base. We've gotten to a point where we've brought on uh, a third person and looking to bring on a fourth. Um, wow. So it's, it's going really well. It's happening and quickly it, too. Yeah. We incorporated on May 4th. So. Wow. I remember it because it's like, may the fourth be with you. Aww, you know? So I, cool. I, not even on purpose. That's just when it happened. Yep. So, wow. um, <laughs> um, but yeah, since May 4th and it's, it's going pretty well. So I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying not to just get too eager too fast because yeah. you, know, you hear about companies who scale too quickly and then they have sort of these like residual kind of like right. residual effects of doing that. And so I'm trying to be mindful of like the growth and um, making yeah. sure that when you were talking about bandwidth, that we can support all of it. But mm-hmm. um, so far, so good. I love it. And I think, I mean, one of the biggest things I talk about all the time about like launching of, of you know, your, the best way to improve your business is to launch it. And I say that because yeah. you're yeah. always going to, like you're saying, you're always going to need to improve. There's always going to be things that are, you're going to come across that you're not expecting and your business in a year from now, no matter what is going to be, is going to be an entirely different business only because you will have grown and you will have, I'm sure changed some things and tweaked some things and you just have no idea. And I think that's, what's kind of beautiful about starting a business is embracing the fact that you are improving and reiterating as you go mm-hmm. along and based on experience, not based on trying to have this perfect launch plan and this perfect business model with these right. perfect clients. It's like, you got to just do it and you kind of figure it out as you go. And I think that's really smart that you're being mindful of the scaling as well, because on the one hand, it's like, holy crap, I can like, we're already able to be scaling and this is insane. Yeah. And this is, you know, and then, and I like that you kind of have that sort of check and balance <laughs> within your own self. That's like, yeah hold on, let's make sure that we're really perfecting each step of this so that there's nothing wrong. And yeah, Yeah, it's, it's, um, I was selling the business before I even had the name before I even had like anything. So I've just been learning things on the fly. I've had to be, I've had to be a salesperson, a, I mean, I've had to be a, I don't want to say a lawyer, but like I've had to write contracts, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm just learning all this stuff on my own um, through the power of just, leaning on people who's who have an expertise in that mm-hmm. space and like there are a lot of people out there who want to help you know yeah um like myself included like there there's someone who i know who wants to sort of do her own recruiting thing as well and i'm like look call me anytime i'll share what i know I, I, i'm not by any means an expert in this i'm just getting started but i'll mm-hmm. maybe i can help sort of like abbreviate some of the yeah. sort of like learning curve that you might have. Cause I've been through it. That's know? awesome. I think that, I mean, the way that your mindset is right now about this is exactly where you need to be in terms of being able to run something like this and 
keep a steady level head about it through the ups and downs. Cause that's what being an entrepreneur is and, and owning and running a business. It's, it's like this all the time. Like there are going to be things that are thrown at you that you're not expecting. And they're going to be, you know, and, and same with, I mean, your other job, it's like, okay, COVID happened. Who the heck expected that? Um, but it really, it takes a lot of mental toughness. And I really see that in you. I mean, I have the whole time. I don't see you. I, I'm not worried about you whatsoever. I'm not worried about you either. <laughs> I'm not worried about you at all. You're doing your thing too. I know it's crazy. It's just like, sometimes I sit there and I really dig deep and I'm like, what has made me this way? And, and what has made you this way? And I think it really is just a combination of it's, it's the product of not only just kind of always knowing and wanting and desiring kind of something more or something that we own and we control, but also all these years of starting projects and not seeing them through or, or things not working the way they should have, or, and just going for it, continuing to go for it over and over again, no matter what, and kind of building that toughness of like, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be okay with rejection. You have to be okay with failure. And you know, I don't even call it failure. I call it like feedback because you can only improve and get better. And, and something failing does not mean that the goal has to change it. You just have to change the plan to get there, the path yeah. to get there the goal, the end goal, just because you get rejected or something doesn't work out, you can try a different strategy or a different approach. But like, those are all pieces of kind of mindset coaching that, that don't just, you're not just always born with. I mean, I'm sure some people kind of are, but it takes a lot of, of mental, mental growth and stability. And I'm just, I'm stoked hearing what's going on with you. Cause I think I feel like you're in a place where it's like anything that does happen or comes your way, I feel like you'll just, you'll work with it. It's kind yeah, of fun you when you figure it out. Yeah. yeah. You'll just figure it out. I think that's one of the biggest mindset shifts I've had recently is like, just almost like embracing and actually almost enjoying challenges <laughs> yeah. that come at you. Like yeah. COVID happened and I was like, all right, world, bring it. Let's freaking go. Yeah. Come on. Like, yeah. let's see what I can make out of this. Let's see what yeah. silver lining I can find and let's see how I can capitalize on this and how I can, you know, become even better. And like, I don't know why I'm insane like that, but I'm happy that I am. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you are too. I mean, the thing you said about just like continuously, and I like what you said about it, it's not failure, it's feedback mm -hmm. is I, I really truly believe in, and all my friends will tell you this. It, I, and I've said it myself is that if you just keep trying and swing at it enough times, something will hit. 100%. You, know? you hear artists talk about that with music. Like yeah. they said, I just kept making, I just kept putting out music, kept putting out music. And it was trash at first. You know, the ideas yeah. were not good. Like I kept going, I kept putting out music and finally one hit. Something's you know? gonna this, is, this is like my third or fourth attempt at a business. I don't know if it's going to end up working out the way that I envision sort of like where I want to be, mm -hmm. but I promise you every single one has gotten me further each time and I've right. learned new each time. So like at the very, very least, I will have learned a whole lot from this yes. to take to the next thing. So you just got to keep, keep swinging at it. I, I mean, that brought me right to like the last question, which really is like, what is kind of what's one of your biggest yeah. like learning lessons and what kind yeah. of advice would you have for someone? And that really, I mean, that is the most incredible advice because I fully agree. Like you just you just got to keep going and you just have to know in that moment when you're experiencing what feels like failure or what feels like something's not working and it's frustrating and you're, you feel like you're wasting time and you're tired and you're angry. 
when you're in that moment is the most important time to remember that five years down the line, when you're looking back at all the experiences you've had in the workplace, in your life, in relationships, whatever it is, it's those moments. And you know, later on, you always look back and you're like, oh yeah, like I grew so much from that. Oh, I learned so much during that. But in that moment, it's really tough to be like, hey, let's calm down for a second because right here, right now is that learning moment that later on, I'm going to be like, hey, remember when that led you to that, that led you to that. And I think it's so cool to try to challenge yourself to put yourself in that moment right then. And that's like what you're doing. I agree with you. And just Just taking everything as it comes. Be present, understand that at the very least, it's a learning opportunity. And honestly, people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to major MBA programs to learn the stuff that we learn trying to start a business. So Mm -hmm. at the very least, like know that you're getting you're getting that sort of education yourself. And so totally. I think yeah. that that's, that's a, that's good advice. Yeah. I think that really is the best you guys, if you're, if you're still here, thank you for being here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I you. think, and I always, you know, I'm always preaching to just launch and, you know, don't be too much of a perfectionist because you just, you'll improve by doing it. You cannot come up with the perfect plan. You need feedback. You need market research. You need to know what the people you're actually targeting want because you can have the best idea that you think is the best idea in the world. But unfortunately, if the people you're selling to don't think it's the best, it doesn't matter. And that's a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> but point being like, just do it. Just swing, swing, swing. I like that you said that. Like, Just keep putting stuff out there. Keep trying it over and over and something will hit and, and you'll figure it out because you'll learn like, okay, this isn't working. This has not worked for the last year. Like, Let me adjust something. Let me tweak something. It doesn't mean let me give up on this altogether. It's just, let me keep trying different iterations. And I love that because, and it's hard. Like it also, okay. Last kind of point that just to tie this all together is whenever someone asks me my biggest piece of advice, usually it has to do with like starting a YouTube channel or something that I've done. People will come to me often in DMs or whatever and just say like, Hey, what's your advice for starting a podcast? What's your advice for starting a YouTube channel? The thing that I always say first, I I say other stuff too, but always 100% of the time I say, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. AKA, there could be some very appealing payout. There could be some very, you know, the end goal could look really appealing. You could be, you know, have having followers, getting money, whatever it is, that's all great. And there's no reason to not want that. But when you're going into work or business or you're in taking a job only because of that end payout that you know that end thing and you're not loving the process of getting there you're screwed because you're not going to want to put in that work day in day out you're not going to have that mindset that wants to keep chugging at it no matter what you won't have the patience you just want that so bad that end goal and that's not to say that i don't sit here wanting that end goal but i started making videos because i liked making videos Mm -hmm. and then something hit just like you're saying so it's like you just, if you're doing it for the right reasons, you should have no trouble continuing to create, continuing to try, continuing to create these businesses, whether they work or not, because that process is what you're enjoying so much and enjoying that process and becoming better at that process and like refining that process is what's going to allow you to finally have that thing that hits and lands and is successful. And it all comes back down to what is your driving force? Why are you even doing it? What is your motivation? not to get all preachy all of a sudden, but I feel like that's a really, like what you just said kind of reminded me, it hit me. Like you got to be doing things for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. Amen to all that. I totally a freaking men. Wow. Well, I could literally talk for hours about this. And honestly, I would love to have you back in like 
four, five, six months and see mm-hmm. where your business is at now. I think that'd be an awesome follow-up interview. Yeah. And, and, you know, I love that we're right in this moment right now and you're already doing so much and it, everything. Imagine five months ago, six mm-hmm. months ago, whatever. I mean, we were in a totally different world. Totally like, different world. Yeah. Who would have ever expected that? Would you have expected that you'd be sitting here right now talking about this business that you, you finally, you did, you started, it's successful. Okay. I say, I like to brag about your success because I think <laughs> the fact that you have clients, I mean, that is your, your business is working. So yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm so excited to see where it goes. And I, I really am inspired by just, just you doing it. You're just doing the dang thing. And, and also you're not letting anything stop you. And I think that's so important and inspiring and you're doing it quickly too. And guys, it's not all about time. Mm-hmm. Patience is also, you know, yeah. very important. But it also, every time I talk to people who have created businesses and in this kind of period of time, it always just reminds me six months, four months, three months of hardcore focus and alignment and dedication on that thing will, can put you ahead like years in life or in your business. I see that quote all the time. Yep. And you're doing that. I totally agree with you. I tell, I tell my partner this all the time. I'm like, I am fully, fully committed. Yeah. to work as many hours as I need to right now yeah. to put ourselves ahead. So just to echo what you said. So I love totally- that. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so awesome. Everything sounds so great and I'm proud and I'm, it's just crazy going oh, from a big you. Zoom layoff to having a business partner and doing the dang thing, getting clients. It's incredible. So well, I, I appreciate hope- you for having me. Thank yeah. you. No, thank you for being here and we'll do a follow-up. So where can everyone find you, by the way, both your business, if you're a company out here listening, yeah. um, where can people find you personally and your business, whatever else you want to Yeah, I think the easiest way to find us is just go to our website. It's uh, 10X, so spelled T-E-N-X, and then recruit, R-E-C-R-U-I-T. <laughs> uh, I was like, what? <laughs> 10x we know how recruit. to spell it, yeah. <laughs> we know how to spell here uh 10xrecruit.com you can awesome. uh, you'll see my information my partner's info yeah. uh email us you can get a hold of us through a lot of i'm gonna be ways. checking that out and Check i'm gonna be out. hitting Let's you up it. for some advice on laser focusing my life and my priorities because you know i get so jealous in a way even though i could do this tomorrow not this not what you're doing but I feel like I'm constantly wanting to add new projects and new things onto my plate and I love it. But sometimes I look back and I think just like, man, if I had only done like this podcast for like a year or like whatever it was, like this one element of my business, like, man, where would I be now? Right. And that's an unhealthy way to think because obviously I chose to do these things for a reason and I love every part of my business and what I do. But I'm also at a point where I'm like, I do want to prioritize a little bit better and streamline and, and delegate a little bit more so that I can be seeing more growth in these areas of my business and not just like steady growth amongst all of them. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, can talk. I hear you. I need your advice. I'm here. Anytime you need me, I'm here. Yay. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, all the links will be in the show notes and give it a rating and review while you're at it. If you don't mind over on Apple Podcasts, it helps this podcast get discovered by more and more people who can be helped and empowered to create and live their dream life. And we will be right back. Well, no, we will be back next Wednesday with another brand new episode. So 
I'll catch you guys later. Thanks again, Freddie. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed it. Me too. Bye. Bye.